Thanks for joining us. You're about to listen to another Sunday worship service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Good morning. Welcome to Clarkston United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Amy. And I'm Pastor Megan. We're so glad you're here this morning. We continue in our movie series. Today we are talking about the movie The Color Purple, hence the purple. Uh, And so um, we're glad you're here with us. 
So before we start worship, we'd like to invite you to register your attendance. There are cards in each pew that say attendance at the top, and we would love it if you'd fill out one of those cards with your information and place your completed cards in the offering plates when those get passed later on in the service. There's also a QR code at the top if you'd prefer to scan that and register that way. We know that many of you are live streaming with us this morning. Welcome, glad that you're joining us online. Please register your attendance through our website so that we know that you're with us, particularly because we can't see your faces. Uh, that registration helps us to continue to connect and know that you're with us. And then finally, if anyone is in the sanctuary for the very first time today, welcome, glad that you're here. And we have cards that say new here at the top and we'd invite you to fill out one of those cards and place it in the offering plate. This afternoon at 3 o'clock, out in the gathering space, we are hosting an event about ending human trafficking. And this may be a topic that you know a little bit about, or um, maybe you don't know anything yet, but it's an event to raise awareness, give some basic facts about um, what you can do, what signs you might look for if you see something, what, uh, what actions you can take. So we have a speaker we're bringing in, Dawn Ames, from a nonprofit here in Michigan. She's going to teach us and uh, educate us and offer us some resources. And we really hope that you're able to join us and learn from that program. And it will be over in plenty of time for all of you in Honolulu Blue uh, <laughs> so that we can see the lions. Um, tomorrow, beginning tomorrow and Mondays after that, we are offering pickleball, pickleball lessons. So if you have heard about pickleball and how pickleball is always going on in the church, uh, you can come and learn about it. Uh, Bill Ballou and Dave Wilson will be teaching the classes. It's Mondays, 9.45 to 11.15. You can come as you want to. Um, and so beginning tomorrow, they say to wear tennis shoes and comfortable clothes, uh, bring a water bottle. And if you have a paddle, that's great. But if you don't, don't worry, they have plenty of paddles as well. And then Friday at 6.30 is our next movie. So we will not be going to the movies on Tuesday. We'll be going here in the community center on Friday at 6.30 for family movie night. We'll have comfortable chairs. Uh, we'll have boxes for the drive-in movies for our kids. Um, and we will be watching the movie Bedtime Stories, which is a delightful movie. It's very cute, very funny. And it's Adam Sandler. I watched it again yesterday, and I just... I think it's going to be great. So come on out for that 6.30 on Friday. And then marriage night. And then marriage night is the following Friday. And this, uh, on February 9th, this marriage night, we're doing a little differently. We're ha having a game night. And so if you always kind of wondered what is marriage night like or anything like that, come on out. Bring everyone, just is invited, come bring a game. Even you can play euchre. Um, but talking about how marriage, communication is important in marriage. And so playing games is one of the ways we communicate. And we hope you'll come out for that uh, 7 o'clock. There is a registration. There is also child care if you need it. So please let me know if you need child care. And please register online to be a part of that. Coming up on Sunday, February 11th, we are hosting our annual, annual Super Bowl event and appetizer auction. Now, if you haven't come before, you can come and enjoy soup and then also bid on appetizers to take home with you for your Super, 
Super Bowl parties. And the bidding starts online, actually. Check the e-news. There will be a link in there for how you log in. Um, if you participated in Mission Possible, you will have used that system. But it's really fun to bid online on appetizers that our youth have offered and their families. And again, this is a fundraiser for our high schoolers who are going to North Carolina this summer. And so we hope that as you're planning your Super Bowl, you are planning on getting your appetizer at the Super Bowl event here at church. We want to raise that uh, yeah. to the top of your calendar. Yeah, and so that happens on Mardi Gras Sunday, which That's means right. that Lent is coming up. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, Ash Wednesday is on February 14th. Uh, but the day before that begins a Bible study on the parables. So for Lent, our theme is... Tell me the stories of Jesus, stories Jesus has told, um, and we'll be looking at parables. And so on Tuesdays in Lent, beginning on the 13th, um, we, I will be leading a class on the parables. And so we will study the parable on Tuesday, and then the sermon will be on that parable on Sunday. You can register for that online as well. There's always a lot to talk about I with heard, the parables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all those things shared and said, we're going to shift our focus now from calendar items to connecting with the Holy Spirit. And so Phil Haar is going to call us in to this time of worship. Please stand as you are comfortable and join me in the call to worship. The text will be on screen so you can follow along. You're invited to join in saying the words in bold type. Children of God, welcome. Welcome to this place of hope and perseverance. God invites all of us to share in the good news. We are welcome just as we are. We are loved just as we are. In gratitude for all of this, let us worship God.
Hello there, I'm Pastor Jeremy and I'm glad you're here. Well, another glear, or gloomy day out in Michigan, but let's make it warm in here by greeting each other. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the sacrament of baptism symbolizes the love by which God reaches out to us even when we are very young. It's a moment in the Christian community when we recognize the grace of God living in each newborn creation. Today we are here to declare that God loves Emerson and to offer ourselves as the instruments of that love in her life. Let us pray together. Gentle, Gentle Savior. Savior. Giver and keeper of all life, we offer you now our thankful praise for the birth and the life of Emerson. Let your peaceful assurance rest upon her family. Gently remind them of your strong presence and sure guidance. Help this community to be a good and Christ-like influence in her life so that she may come to know you personally and, and trust to trust you completely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As, as Emerson's parents, you make vows on her behalf, and these vows are covenantal, reflecting a promise between you and this faith community and with God. And so we ask you these questions on behalf of the whole church. We live in a world in which evil and brokenness are a reality. Do you reject the evil that is at work in this world and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. The resurrection of Jesus Christ shows us that evil will not have the last word. God gives us the power to resist injustice and oppression, but we must choose to do so. Do you accept the, the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, please say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in God's grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to all people? If so, say, I do. Will you nurture Emerson so she is guided to accept God's grace for herself, to profess her faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? If so, please answer, I will. We are all part of this baptismal covenant together. It calls each of us to reaffirm our faith as we make promises to help Emerson know Christ and to grow in her faith and discipleship. So I ask you, church, do you as Christ's body reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, please answer, we do. We do. We do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include Emerson in your care? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will, we will surround Emerson with a community of love and forgiveness that she may grow in her trust of God and be found faithful in her service to others. 
We will, we will pray, pray for Emerson that, that she may be a true, true disciple who walks in the way that leads to life. Let us pray. Holy God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the waters and brought order. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan River to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, who called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. As Jesus was baptized in the waters of the Jordan, so now we baptize Emerson. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon this water and she who receives it. May she forever be reminded that this water can never be washed off or wiped away, for it is the symbol of your love and grace that always has and always will abide in your child, Emerson. May she be clothed with righteousness and hope all the days of her life. Amen. Amen. Emerson Renee, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Emerson Renee, the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born of water and the Spirit, you will grow to be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. So Emerson, we have something for you, but I'm going to give it to your parents, okay? <laughs> So this is a baptismal candle, and it's for us to remember every year when you come to this day, you remember that you are a child of God, and the Holy Spirit lives deep within you, and this light is an example of that, and we celebrate you. We also have a Bible for you, Emerson, but you can have this one. It's a board book. <laughs> United Methodist 
renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's welcome our newest sister in Christ. Well, today is an exciting day for a lot of reasons. We welcomed Emerson in baptism, but we're also going to celebrate our third graders and Bible Sunday. So I ask all of our third grade students and their Bible buddies to come stand in front here, uh, right in front of Pastor Amy and Pastor Megan. Or sorry, stand right here (laughs) so we can be seen better. and privilege of being able to introduce you to all of these students and their Bible buddies, and I will be giving their Bibles to their Bible buddy to give to their student. We're going to start with Wesley Haysbrook, and his Bible buddies are John and Paula Curry. (laughs) Gwen Kath, and her Bible buddy is Cindy Knott. Colin Murphy. Oh, I didn't see. His Bible buddy is Dave and Nancy Polson. Isaac Peckham. And your Bible buddy is Dan and Kathy Gautier. Did I say that right? Parker Robinson. His Bible buddy is Jeff and Connie Smolik. And last but certainly not least, as Quentin Van Heck, he is unable to be here with us today, but he will be receiving his Bible from his Bible buddies, Phil and Marianne Haar. So we welcome all of our third graders up here, and let's celebrate their Bible buddies together with Pastor Amy. So now I have a commission. That means I'm telling you what to do. Okay? (laughs) Receive the word of God. Learn its stories and study its words. Like I said, its stories belong to all of us, and these words speak to all of us. They tell us who we are. They tell us that we belong to one another, for we are the people of God. So take these home, read them, and when you see me, I'm going to ask you what you've read recently. All right? And enjoy these stories. And then all of us as a congregation have a response to partake in as well. The words are on the screen. We rejoice in this step in your journey with God. We pray God will guide you, your family, and us as you use this holy word in your home, in your church, school classes, and in our worship. We will learn together and grow in our love for God's word. Shall we celebrate our third graders? Congratulations. Are you taking some of the songs? 
as we shift into a focus on prayer, I invite you to continue to pray for Emerson and her family. This is an exciting beginning and lots of prayer is, is welcome on the way after a baptism. And also, of course, be in prayer for our third graders and their families as they receive the gift of a Bible. And then in addition, Many of you have probably heard by the churchwide email, we had a death in our congregation this past week as Peggy Beach, a longtime church member, passed away. We do have some service information to share with you. There will be visitation at the Coates Funeral Home in Clarkston this afternoon from 1 to 5 p.m. And then the service for Peggy will be tomorrow here in the sanctuary at Clarkston UMC at 11 a.m., with visitation starting at 10 a.m. the hour before that service. Please keep Peggy's family and friends in your prayers um, and pray in the days and the weeks ahead for them in this time of grief. And now I invite you to join me in an attitude of prayer. God of laughter and God of tears, we have been created in your image. Like you, we seek to create something new. Like you, we work toward peace and justice. Like you, we want to love people and live lives of love in the world. So where there is conflict, God, help us to be bringers of peace. Where there is chaos, help us to find calm. Where there is uncertainty, reveal clarity if possible, and where we find unanswerable questions, allow us to find peace in the mystery and the ambiguity. Where we find that we need to change or grow or be challenged, show us the next steps. Thank you for loving each one of us no matter what. We raise our voices now to share in the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today's scripture comes from the book of Acts, chapter 10. About noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him a second time, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up to heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
come you don't have none? Ain't you got something to make you just smile? My sister, and I ain't seen her in years. You know, if you ain't gonna laugh, you need to sell your funny bone. <laughs> oh! I was married to a man I didn't love. Whatever I say, go. And he took my sister away from me. Even if we have to part, you and me, us have one heart. How come you so nice? Don't know. Maybe you too nice. You seem like trouble. I come here out of respect. But if there ain't nothing to get, that show ain't nothing to get. and then turn to creation. I'd die before I let that happen. Good. That's just a going away present I've been needing. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we have two sacraments, Holy Communion and Baptism. They are acts that we call sacred. They give us a tangible experience of God's grace. They are an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Baptism is a moment of claiming, of naming, of marking this one, this child, this person as belonging to God. We pour out water to wash away all that is wrong in the world and say no matter what, this one, in this case, Emerson, no matter what, she is a child of God. Emerson belongs to God. She is beloved. She is loved from the moment she is born, and we proclaim it publicly today as we promise to show her and all of our children that they are loved. We do it by giving them Bibles. 
when they're in third grade, by providing Sunday school, by angels and training and vacation Bible school, by praying for them, by showing them that the way that we act, the way that we love others, the way that we love them is all a reflection of Jesus' love for them. Baptism is at the very heart of who we are as children of God. We belong, we are loved, we are beloved. It took Miss Seely a long time to realize that she is beloved. The Color Purple was an amazing movie. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm sure you loved it. Uh, it's a hard movie, but it's an amazing movie. It's, this one is different from the 1985 version. This one was a musical. And perhaps if you've not seen the movies, you've read the book by Alice Walker. It's a story of Miss Seeley, who had a life that most of us can't even fathom. She was impregnated twice by a man who she thought was her father. Both babies were taken away from her, given to God. And she was then given to an abusive man in marriage. Her sister Nettie, the one person she knew loved her, was taken away from her. Celie is beat down and called ugly. In spite of all of this, she's also the glue that holds it all together, it seems. She cares for her family. She cares for Sophia, her stepson, Harpo's, uh, Harpo's wife. Sophia stands up for herself and is severely beaten and thrown into jail as a result. She cares for Suge, whom she loves. But Miss Celie feels ugly. She hides her smile. She's used to be treated poorly and feeling unloved. It's hard to imagine such pain, but the movie forces us to. Our hearts break for Miss Seeley, for for no human being, no child of God, should have to endure what she does. Now, the other story for today comes from the book of Acts, The Holy Spirit has been given, the church is born, Paul has been converted, and he and Peter are working to build the church, to spread the good news, to convert people to Christianity. But they disagree. Paul is converting Gentiles. Peter is not. Peter's only converting Jews. He believes that converts should be Jewish first. They should be circumcised. That's the sign of the covenant. They are part of the covenant. They should be Christian. But Paul believes that everyone can be Christian. So Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles because they weren't kosher. He wouldn't, didn't want to be around them. Now, Peter was actually also doing good ministry at this time. He was healing people. In fact, before today's passage, he raises Tabitha from the dead. But he's limiting who could become Christian, who was in and who was out, who was worthy and who was not, who we might even say who was a child of God and who was not. There's a man named Cornelius. He's a Roman. He's respected by the Jews and is feeling called to convert He's told in a dream to send for Peter, and so he does. He sends his servants to go out and find Peter, but before they arrive, Peter is up on his roof, and there's this big sheet, and these animals are going up and down this sheet, and a voice comes out and says, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. Peter is perplexed, like he always is, 
But it's clear that the unclean animals represent the Gentiles. God is telling Peter not to consider the Gentiles unclean. Don't call profane what God has made clean. These are my people too. They are all people. will share in Israel's blessing. Don't call profane what God has made clean. And so Peter is transformed. He baptizes Cornelius and he opens his ministry to all people. The color purple is hard to watch. It's a good movie. It's a great movie, but it's hard to watch. Seeing one of God's creation, one of God's creatures, a child of God who is feeling abandoned, who is treated as worthless, to see her either ignored or abused is painful, and you want to scream. You pray for it to get better. You want God to rescue Miss Seely. You want to tell her, don't listen to them. You're not ugly. You're not profane. Gradually, Miss Seely finds people to love, like Suge. Suge is a singer, and she comes into town on her own whims, and Mr. Miss Seely's husband loves Suge. In fact, that's part of what he hates about Seely. She's not Suge. Suge comes to stay, and Seely takes care of her, and love blossoms, and Suge pays attention to Miss Seely. She tells her not to hide or smile, dresses her up to look beautiful and says, you're with me. Miss Seely had been internalizing the messages that she'd been getting. She believed she was ugly. She believed she was worthless. She believed she was unlovable. You know, Merriam-Webster defines self-worth as a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. But all the messages that Miss Seely had received told her otherwise until Shug. Shug and Miss Seely are walking through a field, and Shug starts talking about God, how God wants to be loved, how God wants to share a good thing. She says, I believe it makes God angry if you walk by the color purple in a field and don't notice it. Seely is the color purple. She's walked by, she's beat down, she's taken for granted, she's unloved, and I'm sure it makes God angry. Don't call profane what God has made clean. This is the proclamation of one of our faith's basic truths, that God loves all people. When we walk by, when we ignore, when we treat others as less than, when we hurt God's children, we are hurting God. That should goes on to talk about how God just wants to be loved. That's why God is in everything. And the more that you love what God has made, the more you love God. Seely is loved. And, that the, and those who don't love her don't love God. Shug is bestowing belovedness. God is in Seely and she is worthy of love. Don't call profane what God has made clean. This movie takes you to church. Miss Seely shares that she wonders if God loves her, why did God take her babies away? And Suge says, that sounds like what men did, not God. And then she plucks a purple flower and she gives it to Seely and there is a profound moment of healing, a reminder that God doesn't cause the bad, God is in the good. We'll go on to see Seely experience more good. She discovers her sister's been writing to her for all of these years. There's this big box of her letters that have been hidden from her by her husband. 
and she learns that her children are alive and that her sister Nettie has been caring for them in Africa, that, she's a, that they're missionaries. And finally, finally there is hope. After a while, the whole family is sitting down for Easter dinner and Suge is back with her new husband and Sophia is there with her children and Harpo and Suge tells Mr. that she's leaving and she's taking Celie with them. In that moment, Celie gains confidence to tell Mr. just what she's been thinking, to tell him off, to tell him how she feels. Don't call profane what God has made clean. And Sophia, who had been beat down, starts to laugh. She sees Celie find her voice, and she finds her own voice too, and she thanks Celie for visiting her in the jailhouse, and she says, because of you, I know there's a God because he's living in you. We can be beat down, we cannot even love ourselves, and God still works. God is still in us, loving us, even when we can't see it ourselves. And so Shug and Celie leave, and Celie experiences new life, resurrection. More good happens to her. She goes on to live with Shug and her husband, and she inherits her family store. She discovers that the man she thinks was her father was actually not. She takes her sewing skills, and she builds a business, and she's surrounded by people who love her. Meanwhile, Mr., her husband, his life is in shambles. His farm drives up. He's struggling. And then another letter comes from Nettie, and he sees an opportunity. He sells his land, and he brings Nettie home and Celie's family home from Africa. Celie continues to grow in confidence and strength, and Mr. seems to grow too. He seeks out Celie, who tells him, let's just be friends, and she invites him to her annual Easter dinner, which is a true celebration, and it's a true celebration of who Celie has become. She's lived into her identity as a child of God, and she sings a beautiful song about finding her worth and recognizing that she's a child of God, that God lives in her and loving her. God is loving her, and loving her is loving God. Celie moves to forgiveness. When we re release the power that someone else has over us, we can discover God within us and learn to love ourselves. We're able to forgive, to release them, to love ourselves. When we baptize a baby, we are saying, you are beloved. God loves you forever, and there is nothing anyone can say or do to take that away from you. And it is our job, our responsibility as a church to make sure that they know that they are beloved, that Emerson knows that she is beloved, that our third graders know that they are beloved, that all of God's children know they are beloved. And we need to ensure they are free to live into that identity. It is our job to love the people of God. For God loves each one of us, and it makes God angry when we walk by the color purple. Don't call profane what God has made clean. Each person, each child belongs to God, and if we want to love God, we do so by loving them. We must let the children, we must let 
all of God's children all know that they are beloved, not just our children, but all of God's children. How do we do that? Through the work of the church. By opening our doors to kids on half days, by feeding families through the food pantry, by providing programming that teaches our children that they are loved by God and they are loved by this church. And today, you have an opportunity to come here and learn about how we can protect our children and help prevent human trafficking. And if you're looking for other ways to help, how about preventing child abuse? Looking at preventing child abuse uh, organizations like Prevent Child Abuse America or the Child Abuse Prevention Agency. No child should grow up believing they are ugly or worthless or unloved. We as the church must make sure that does not happen. We can't walk by the children. We have to love them as God does. Amen.
sharing your beautiful voice with us. Jane Sewardson is a senior here at Clarkson High School and a member of this church, um, and just, just an amazing young lady. So we're thankful for her voice. Thank you so much. As the ushers prepare to move forward for a time of offering, I would like to direct your attention to the big screens to share with you a little bit about our bell choirs here at Clarkson United Methodist Church. And if you were here in the pews last week to see the bell choir performance, it was really spectacular. It was so much energy and love. I walked out of the sanctuary afterwards and I just saw the smiles and the energy that people had and said, man, that was a really cool bell piece. Go ahead and show the video, please. Here at Clarkston United Methodist Church, we have been blessed with an active and excellent handbell program. The legacy of your generosity has provided us with five octaves of handbells and five and a half octaves of hand chimes. We are blessed to have the necessary peripheral equipment of special bell tables, foam, specially designed table covers, and appropriate mallets for each bell, and a rack that accommodates and transports the largest chimes. We also have hand percussion instruments, dowels for use with the singing bell technique, and tuned plastic tubes called boom whackers. This infrastructure allows us to have groups and choirs for all ages and experience levels, from the beginning level children's chime ensemble, to the Wednesday afternoon chime in group, to the advanced level of jubilation ringers. This also allows our exceptional handbell director, Judy Mellon, the opportunity to program beautiful and meaningful anthems and allows for creative pieces, such as what you may have experienced last week when the jubilation ringers played flash dance, accompanied by a rhythm section. Your gifts allow ringers to participate in conferences and workshops in other locations. Your giving provides equipment and personnel to transport the equipment where it's needed, inside or outside of the church. The generosity of this congregation in building the community center allows us the honor of hosting 10 bell choirs for the Bell Festival on April 14th. Your gifts have provided us with the heritage of a phenomenal bell program as your continued giving allows this tradition to continue. We thank you for your gifts. The Holy Spirit flows throughout this congregation and we are blessed. As the ushers prepare to come forward again, there's ways to give at Clarkson United Methodist Church to make these ministries possible. You'll see on the big screen our website there listed. Um, slash give is how you could go onto our website and contribute financially there. There's a text to give phone number listed as well. And then the ushers will be coming forward with plates or you can come by the church during the week and drop a check. However you choose to financially support this church, it makes the programs happen and it makes the Holy Spirit just flow out from all of us to make the world a better place. Ushers, please come forward.
God, we give thanks for gifts shared, for gifts of finance, for gifts of baptism, for gifts of Bibles. We praise your name and ask your blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
are a child of God. So go forth from this place, confident in that knowledge and bestowing that love upon others so that all might know that like you, they are beloved. Go forth in peace and love. Amen. You've been listening to the Sunday Worship Service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.